0: How's it going believing church? We are thrilled that you have decided to join us for worship today as we continue our series through the book of 1 Peter called Misfits. So, what is a misfit? I know Michael talked about this last week. We we obviously know that Misfits is the the series that we're going through right now, but but really, like, what what does it mean? Is it about confronting the status quo or being antagonistic or combative? I would say, yes, that like, those are aspects of what a, a, a misfit is or what it entails, but, but I would say this, that the primary characteristic of a misfit when it comes to what we're discussing through this series is the characteristic of being an outcast. In my opinion, this is primary because when we think about the word outcast, usually it has a negative connotation from the perspective of the person who's applying the word. For example, usually we hear it said like this, that person is a misfit, not I'm a misfit. So typically what what happens is, is that that word is applied to someone else and it has everything to do with the fact that the person saying the phrase is saying, you are weird, you don't belong, you are different. Because ultimately, when we think about our lives, let's just be honest, sometimes we we, we wanna fit in. We have a desire to to belong, to to be be in a place, be in a camp, be able to say, this is where I am supposed to be. To just simply not be different. But here's the thing that we, must remember when we follow Jesus Christ, we will be different to the world. That's what makes us different to the world is the fact that we say that we follow Jesus. Which means we must embrace the differences that come with that and that we must accept our call to be outcast and be ready to fight fight to be misfits let's pray Lord Jesus we thank you for your call to us to be misfits to be different to be those who are called by you to be light to the world God I pray that as we go to your word that you would empower us by your word, through the power of your Holy Spirit, that we might not only be hearers of what your word tells us that, but we would be doers of your word. Help us as we engage today with the text for your glory and our good. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, guys. Our passage of scripture today, obviously, is coming from the book of 1 Peter, because that's where we are, but we're looking at 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 13 through 25. Uh, we're going to read that today, and I'll be reading out of the English Standard Version of the scripture. It says this, therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your, of, of, your, of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited by your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that lamb without blemish or spot He was foreknown before the foundation of the world but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you who through him are believers in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. This is God's word, and as we contemplate God's word today, I just want us to start with this idea here, that being a misfit is a call to be different. That's what it is, It's, it's a call to be different. And we see this in our passage today when we look at verses 15 and 16 it says but but he Jesus who who called you is holy Jesus is holy our, our God is holy you also be holy in all your conduct since it is written you shall be holy for I am holy and what we want to realize when we think about this being called to be different is that, th- that this is a call to life change, not a call to wardrobe change. Like, like it's a call to life change, not wardrobe change. The reason this is important for us to know is that uh, a lot of times uh, words, in, uh, words in our culture, they, they get used and sometimes like the definitions of those words in our mind just kind of shift to just what we believe based on our experience. And so if if that's the case, there are some of you who are listening to me right now that your perspective of being holy is somehow connected with this idea of being fancy. That like if I'm suited and booted, I'm holy. If I'm wearing a dress, I'm holy. Now now, now there, there, there's some of you that that's, that's, not, really, that's not really the issue with, with you, like you, you realize because maybe you grew up in church like I did. And so I actually had people in my life explain to me that to, to be holy means to be set apart, to be set aside, that like hey, this is going to be used for a special purpose And the other stuff over there is common, not used in a a special purpose. But here was the issue that I had in my particular upbringing. Holiness or being holy in that context was primarily defined only by the differences in the way one would look from the world. In other other words, I'm set apart and special because I wear a long skirt and all those folks in the world don't wear long skirts. Now, is there anything wrong with long skirts? No, there's nothing wrong with long skirts. Uh, uh, Could there be something wrong with not as long skirts? Maybe, but could there be where there's nothing wrong with a not as long skirt? Exactly. However, this is the thing that we must remember. In this passage here, in verse 15, it says that he who called you is holy. You also be holy in all your not dress. There are parts of the Bible that talks about that. But be holy in all of your conduct that, that the, the difference that sets us apart, what makes us different as Christians is not primarily concerned with what's happening externally but what is happening internally, meaning that there is something that has changed on the inside of us that makes us different, that we behave differently because something in us has called us to change. My, 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 my word to all of us today is this, like, we, we can't just, like, we, we, we can't just look different. We have to live different. And so here, here's, a, here's a big question that, like, we all must ask. Like, we all have to ask ourselves this question, and it's this. Like, isn't it hard to be different than almost everybody else around you? And, and the answer is yes. Like it, it is, like, I am not, like I'm not going to be the person who stands up here and tells you to live for Jesus and to be different than all of your peers around you and your coworkers and, your fr- and the people who you call friends at school, to be different from them and to be considered an outcast, that is fun and easy. <laughs> no, it's not. Difficult That's why Being a misfit is a call To mental battle Verse 13 Says this therefore preparing your Minds for action and being sober Minded set your hope Fully on the grace that will Be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ in other Words misfits act Different because misfits Are different you see, they, they, they act different because not only are they different, but they also think differently. You see, as, as Christians, most of us in this room, and this is probably true for us, whether you are a Christian or whether you're not a Christian, but this is also true even for the believer, that when we battle, we constantly have battle with this. Constantly have battle with our with our with our thinking, but the passage here tells us that we have to prepare our minds. This helps us to understand that 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 life that the life change that is connected with being a misfit, the life change that is connected to us being different as Christians and to the world, it does not just happen. You don't just wake up one day and start thinking in the way that you need to think in order to engage with the world in the way that you need to engage with the world. No, 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 no. Like, if you don't, check this out, if you don't prepare to be different, you won't stay different. Like, if you don't, like, you, you might start off different. Like, you might start off in this thing going, Thank you, Jesus, you've saved me. Have you guys met people like that? I, I was one of those people. Thank you, Jesus, because you have saved me. And what happens is, it gets hard. What's hard? My, my friends seem to be having all this Fun like why 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 can't why why can't I have why can I have fun? My my friends they seem to be doing all of these things and there's no repercussions for them. Like a, why can't why can't I do those things that they are that they're doing? Or I, I, I know I should take a stand for Jesus. But I take a stand for Jesus and and I don't and I don't entertain those things and what happens is I become an outcast. And now the battle starts up here. Because here's the other part of the passage. It doesn't just it doesn't just say preparing your minds. For the preparing your minds like we got to prepare our minds for action like we can't just be prepared just to just to think we got to be prepared to think and to do and to act act out on those thoughts which come into our mind which would seek to move us away from Jesus in other words this, this, isn't, this isn't a passive thing like, it's like you don't get to just wake up And think, I'm going to go out into a world that is completely and utterly antagonistic towards Jesus and my faith. And I'm going to survive without being prepared. Like it like it, it is it is it is not going to it is not just going to happen because because here's the thing like I can tell you this is true like if you are going to be a Christian living in the world and being marked as one who is called by Jesus and someone who is different I am telling you this you are going to have to fight up here because you're going to have to fight for your joy you're going to have to fight for your peace you're going to have to fight for your tranquility you're going to have to fight to make sure you don't go crazy Crazy, because everybody is going to tell you that you are crazy and you have to fight to stand firm in knowing that the one who has called you has prepared you and is helping you to sustain and be sustained during the attack. But that ain't just going to happen. You must be in God's word. You must be around God's people. You must be encouraged by those who are also fighting this fight. But here's the other thing when it comes to continuing this fight. The reason you can keep going and persevere and not get so tired that you can't go anymore it's by looking again at the rest of verse 13. It not only says, prepare your minds for action and be sober-minded, clear-headed. It says, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. In other words, we, we, we continue, we persevere because of the hope of the gospel. We, we persevere because Jesus says, I have prepared a place for you. We persevere because Jesus says, follow me. And if you follow me, I will give you brother and sister. I will give you mother and father. We follow Jesus because Jesus says, those who follow me, though they taste death in the here and now, will have everlasting life. We set our hope on Jesus. We set our hope on his promises. And it helps us. It helps us to see that being a misfit is also a call to remember. Verses 18 and 19 tells us this, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ like that of a lamb without spot or blemish. Now, here's the point that I kinda said and got it jumbled up, but here's the thing. All right, as misfits, we think different because misfits are different. Misfits think different because misfits are different. Like as, 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 as believers, it is really good to remind ourselves of who we were and what Jesus saved us from. Like, like, it, 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 is, like it, it is good to remind ourselves that before Jesus came into my life, I used to do this. But, but now that Jesus is in, my, is in my life, now I do the total opposite. I I used to do things that were horrible and now I do things that honor God. I used to be a liar and now I tell the truth. I used to be a sexual deviant and now I'm sexually loyal. I used to be a swindler and now I am I am equitable in my dealings. We have to remember that that, that Jesus he, he ransomed us from the futile ways of our forefathers. What, what that is pointing us to is, is this idea. Like our, our forefathers, people who came before us, people who were saved. Like it, it's, it's not just that they did bad things. Like, like and even and even you and me. Like it, it, it's not that we just like do bad things. Like like we 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 were were people who not only did bad things, we were people who thought bad things. In other words, we were bad. And so when Jesus comes and as this passage says, ransoms us, he saves us. He he buys us back because of Christ's mercy. In that way, what Jesus does is he doesn't halfway purchase us. He doesn't halfway redeem us. He fully buys us. He fully purchases us. Even as Jesus is on the cross and he says, "It is finished." That, that Jesus, he not only comes in his great mercy and his great love and his great care, he, he not only just comes and halfway does the job, no, 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 Jesus comes and he redeems both mind and body. He, he, re, he redeems not just what I do, but he redeems my mind and what I think. Because of Jesus' sacrifice, I am different. You are different if you call on Jesus Christ as Lord. Because I'm different, I I don't have to think the way that I used to. You check that out? I don't have to think the way that I used to. And I'm not gonna lie, sometimes I do. And when I do, it is a choice and it is a bad choice. And it is a horrible choice because as a believer, I know better. Like I, 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 I know better. Like I am no longer a, a slave to, to sin. It no longer, it no longer keeps me bound. But if I'm not careful, if I don't fight, if I don't remember what Jesus did for me, if I don't take it seriously, this fight to battle with my mind, like if, if I don't remember that I, as I'm different, I think different because I am different, like if I don't, remember that what will happen is I will start thinking in futile ways as I used to and as my mama used to and as my daddy used to and as their parents used to and as their parents used to. You see when I think about this and I think about this call to remember it really really gets to me and it gets to me because typically I I, I really uh, like I, I, I wish that I could say that I was one of these people that was just like I don't I don't care what anybody thinks like I you know I'm going to do what it is that I want to do now, now, now thankfully like I'm not a person where it's just like I'm, I'm gonna just do anything and roll over for anything to be accepted. But I'm not going to lie and sit here and say, I have zero desire to be accepted. I do have a desire to be accepted. And when those thoughts come to me, I need to remember because I am different, I don't have to think the way that I used to think, because I don't have to think the way that I used to think. I don't have to seek approval in the way I used to seek approval. That I get to seek approval from my Heavenly Father. And not just people here. And the reason that I need to do that is I have to remind myself I don't need their praise. My desire should be for his. And that's because being a misfit is a call to fight like good kids. Verse 14 says this, as obedient children do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. Misfits are different because misfits obey different. You see, the call here is to obey like children now some of y'all got some bad kids and so you might be thinking I don't want to obey like kids no 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 no. that's why I said hey we got to fight like good like like the good kids you, you know the, the, the homeschool kids you know over there or, or or the kids who like they always do the right things and, and, and say and say the right things you know whatever that picture is in your mind Cause some of y'all are thinking, and I want to obey like my little bad kids. But, but 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 here's the point, like the the child that is obedient is different in a very huge way. Because the child that's, that's obedient is obedient, because the child knows that everything that it needs has to come from the one or ones whom they are obedient to. In in other words, like it 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 is not good to be disobedient when you don't pay no bills. Like no rent, no mortgage, no car payment, know nothing but you are going to be disobedient that is called being delusional as children we realize that what we bring to this situation is is our obedience and so the 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 huge issue here is that 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 most people obey something different like like we, we, we don't like, we don't obey as children who are obedient. Most of us obey what verse 14 calls the passions of your former ignorance. It's what the rest of us call doing whatever I want, whenever I want, however I want, and with whoever I well please. That that, that is, is the 2023 version of following the passions of your former ignorance. You see, being a misfit here means we're different because we don't see ourselves as in charge. The obedient kid doesn't see him or herself as in charge. Mom or dad is in charge. The adults are in charge. Grandparents, family, they're in charge. The obedient child doesn't say, I am the one who is in charge. As misfits, when the world says, follow your heart, we say, follow Jesus. Following Jesus means that Jesus is boss, that Jesus is king, that Jesus is Lord, and that obedience means doing what he asks of me despite how my heart might feel. We have to understand that being a misfit is more radical than you can think in verses 24 and, and, and 25, like we, we really see this very beautiful, beautiful part of scripture that a lot of us have probably heard growing up if we were part of traditional church and it's this idea of, hey, the, the, that all flesh is like grass and the glory like the flower of grass, the grass wither and the flower fails, but the word of our God remains forever. A lot of us A lot of us remember that, but what we have to do as we think about being a misfit and how radical it really means, like how radical it is, like way more radical than we think, we have to remember that being a misfit is not cool. It's not cool. Being a misfit is not in. Being a misfit is about ultimately our, our life with Jesus and being committed to what he calls us to do. You know what's interesting for me is that I have had the privilege of being all over the place. I grew up in, I grew up in Mississippi moved up to Pennsylvania moved to Florida and now in Tennessee it, like in, in other words like I've like I've been in rural places I've been in urban places I've been down south I've been up north Like, I've been in context where uh, the the majority of the the, the people are are Republican. I've been in in spaces where the majority of the people are Democrat. Where this place might be more conservative or that place might be more liberal. And after being in all of these places and experiencing all of these different contexts, Here's what I have seen to be the case from my experience. That church people tend to see being a misfit from the perspective of their ideological counterparts. In in, in other words, we, we think that we're misfits because I'm different than them. I'm different than the liberal, I'm different than the conservative, I'm different than the Republican, I'm different than the Democrat. Meanwhile, if you were to look at your life, you look no different, act no different, seem no different than the others who are around you. What's claimed to be unity in Christ is nothing more than unity in politics. when this happens, and I I see it all the time, what what happens is we we obey, like us in our group, obey the parts of the Bible that that agree with our ideas while disobeying the parts that disagree with our ideas. In, In other words, if we happen to be if we happen to be Democrat or liberal, like I, I'm, I, I, I will I will obey the things in the Bible that sound very democratic and liberal. But the things in the Bible that sound conservative and Republican, I won't. But here's the the reason why. It's not that we we don't love the Bible. Like it's not that you don't love the Bible or you don't want to follow Jesus. The, The problem is because we have prepared our minds for action politically, we tend to think that our enemy is our political counterpart. So, if I'm a Republican and I hate Democrats, what am I going to do when I read something in the Bible that sounds like something a Democrat would do? Or if I'm a Democrat and I hate Republicans, what am I going to do when I read something in the Bible that sounds kind of Republican? Unfortunately, what all too often happens is we push those parts of the Bible away and we say, oh, that's old or, oh, that's not the context or, oh, like we will we'll find all types of ways to to, to make hoops and hurdles to get over not doing those things and ultimately the reason why is because why in the world would I agree with my enemy? And Could it be, could it be that the person you're considering your enemy is actually your brother or sister and that the thing that actually makes you misfits to this lost and dying world is the thing that you're not even spending the time talking about. You see, a lot of times this can happen when, you know, we, 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 can, we can sometimes confuse niceness with, with holiness. Like niceness with holiness. Like remember again, this idea is that we're set apart, that we're that we're different, that the call to be a misfit is, hey, we're called to be holy, we're called to be different, we're called to be set apart for for Jesus. Some of us, the reason that we look, the reason that we look no different than the people around us, but but never but nevertheless. Like we, we feel like we're part of Team Jesus. It's because we know that we, we're Christians and we believe in Jesus, but somehow, people are follow, like people are following you, and people might come, come to you to church, or they might ask you certain things. And what's interesting is we will confuse our niceness with holiness. Like, like, like in, in, in a lot of cases people, like people aren't coming to us necessarily because oh you, you're a Christian and you, and, you, and you love Jesus but it's because you speak with a nice soft voice that you're nice and you would never say anything mean or hurtful. But that's not what it means to be set apart. This can also happen when we confuse factualness with holiness, that that somehow being true about things distinguishes us to the place where it's like, you know what, I I am different than all those wrong people over there, but that doesn't make you a misfit just like being nice in comparison to all the mean people over there does not make you a misfit. Guys, I I really want us to think about this. Like in our context, here in Memphis, Tennessee, in our context, I want you to ask yourself, Am I really a misfit? Like, am I, am I really different? Like, am I really set apart? I want you to think about and ask yourself these, these questions. Has anyone ever said anything horrible about you, or lied on you, or been angry at you because of what you believe about Jesus? If the answer to that is no, like I'm, 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 not, going to, I'm not going to say that you are not a misfit, but I am going to challenge you to pray to God and ask why, why have I never been treated that way? Because here's the thing, you can be nice and say, you know what, I really love you, but our God doesn't, like our, like, our, our God, he, he loves you, he died for you and you say that you're supposed to be a Christian. But your, your se- sexual ethic does not line up with what God calls us to do. Because I guarantee you, if you do that, I don't care how nice you say it, you will be persecuted. Like, ask yourself this question, are you a misfit because of Jesus or are you a misfit simply because you're a jerk? Like some of you yell, I'm an outcast. No, nobody, nobody, no, like nobody likes me. But if, but if the, if the, if the, being the outcast is not tied to and associated with Jesus. It's not the type of misfits that we're talking about. Our desire is to be misfits for Jesus. I want us to pray about these things. Ask God through his spirit to show us ways that we can be different. Teenagers, how is your life different? I know it's tough. I know that there's so much pressure on you to do what everybody else is doing, to say what everybody else is saying. I know that the majority of the people that you come in contact with, they have had their first sexual experience by the time they are 11 or 12 years old, if not younger. And that you choosing to wait makes you different. And it's easy to just cower and say nothing and to feel bad, and to wonder why this is happening to you. I know what it's like. I know that you guys are struggling, struggling with being in schools that just because you say that you're a Christian, you get tagged with every ist and phobic in the book. My challenge to not just you as teenagers, but even to us as adults, is to set our mind on the hope of the gospel. Knowing that this suffering only lasts a little while, and Jesus will call us to be with him. And if we by chance set apart enough, different enough holy enough, able to be used by God we'll be the ones with our Father in heaven and what was once seen as different will be the norm as we worship our Jesus lastly remember this All flesh is like grass, conservative flesh, liberal flesh, Republican flesh, Democrat flesh, teen flesh, adult flesh. It will all fall and fail, but the word of the Lord remains forever. So let's embrace being different, accept our status, as outcast to the world and be ready to fight. Let's fight to be different. Let's fight to be misfits. Let's pray. Father, I pray for every single one of us who are under the sound of my voice, not just for them, but me also. God, I, I pray that you would Help us to contend with what it means to be an outcast and a misfit and to not be cool. God, I I pray that by the power of your spirit that you would change the appetite of our thoughts, the appetite of our actions. That you would help us to live in a way that's in alignment with your word. Help us follow you, not our evil hearts, for our hearts are desperately wicked, but you are king and Lord and holy and loving and caring and merciful. Be with us and help us as you say you will in your word. Help us to be there for one another that we might not endure alone in the body. Help us be misfits together for your glory, for the good of this community, and for the good of our church. In Jesus' name, amen.